Welcome to the Crypto Assets and Blockchain Podcast. Welcome, Carsten Stöcker. Ja, hello everybody. My name is Carsten Stöcker. I'm a physicist. I worked for Accenture for 13 years. Did large-scale system integration project. Was with an energy company, Energy and RWE, for a couple of years. And um, spent the last three and a half years in blockchain and IoT space. And founded my company, Spherity, in November last year. And Spherity is a combination, it's a combined name out of sphere and identity because um, yeah, we are looking forward to, bridge, to bridging the spheres of the physical, biological and digital worlds because from our perspective when the fourth industrial revolution comes into play then we have autonomous agents, we have humans, we have machines they will all do transactions among each other and we are in urgent need of a transaction system, a layer for identity, for data about identity and transactions that can be done in terms of an interoperable way across all the different spheres. It's also about the fourth industrial revolution. And the fourth industrial revolution, a lot of technologies are coming together, AI, um, uh, Internet of Things, um, platforms, decentralization, and so on. So and we are primarily looking into combining these technologies, providing identity for all the different technologies, and enabling identities to transact among each other in a direct counterparty way. Um, yes, as I said, so we have machines, independent machines, so blockchain and IoT, they are economically independent, they would like to do transactions among each other, physical objects, probably with the machines when you provide an identity, you have heard about the crypto chips and physical unclonable functions, so you can provide uh, machines an identity, and then the question is for objects, how can I provide objects with an unclonable identity? So typically people use barcodes, QR codes, but there are also unclonable versions of it. I will show you some of them. One of them is secure QR codes um, to provide identities to objects. And when you have the identities, you can do all kinds of things, um, authenticity, provenance, supply chain integrity, so with, with huge um, potential. Digital assets, so when, um, yeah, now we have our um, autonomous agents that make economic decisions for physical transactions, financial transactions, and we need to provide some identity as well. In addition, so when autonomous agent has some machine learning parameters and does some optimization, it, it might need to store it somewhere in an immutable memory. That's also what the digital twins are serving, the, um, the autonomous agents. And last but not least, living organisms, humans and organizations need to transact as well. And today, identity is a big unsolved problem, and a lot of people and teams are working in the space. And so our, our key hypothesis is that um, yeah, we don't need to focus on individual silos, let's say an IoT cloud solution for cars or another identity solution for India. So our key hypothesis is we need to find an interoperable protocol um, yeah, that can serve as a general purpose identity uh, and data layer for all the objects and the spheres. So what is Spherity doing? So my core belief is we need to drive adoption. So we are going off the beaten track in terms of technologies. So I'm pretty much working with BigchainDB, looking into consensus protocols in general, sitting on decentralized databases, and yeah, with, with the consensus protocol and decentralized databases, 
we are convinced that we can drive a lot of scalability. And in addition, so we are looking into new and modern cryptography, such as multi-party computation, to solve the big unsolved problem of key management on blockchain. And yeah, that's what we do also the track. And of course, our key uh, objective is to develop an open source protocol for identity digital twins to drive adoption. And we are also working with industry partners because we think that adoption can be driven with machines pretty fast. I have a lot of machines, I have assets under my control, I retrofit a gateway, I, have, I put the entire fleet of machines on such a protocol. And that's, that's, that's what we're really pushing forward to, to find and to work with courageous corporates with a lot of assets to put them on such a platform to demonstrate scalability and all the business use cases. In addition, so why are we focusing on industry solutions? One of the big problems is audit trails. Yeah, can I really trust the data? And the combination of IoT and blockchain delivers a lot of audit trails. That's exactly what goes in the industry solutions. And from my perspective, that's one of the very rare, fully scalable use cases of blockchain um, to look into audit trails and solve a lot of um, problems in the industry. It's not too difficult because you take a simple object, you take a proper tagging technology, there are a couple of them. So you see the NFC uh, chip with a, or NFC antenna with a, with a crypto chip. You can use this for tagging. I mentioned the secure QR codes. I'm a big fan of secure QR codes because there is a standard QR code with a fine pattern in the center of it. And the pattern is very fine black and white print. If you print it on a printer, you get some blurring. It's not only black and white, you get some blurring. And the blurring depends on the imperfections of an inbuilt printer, which then delivers a fingerprint of a printer for this QR code. And if you copy it on a photocopying machine, try to duplicate the QR code, then you get different blurring. And with high-definition cameras, such as uh, built into uh, modern iPhones, you can really distinguish the blurring as a fingerprint from different printers. And this enables you to put for almost the cost of black and white printer ink, to, uh, to, uh, to deliver a lot of unclonable um, QR codes. And this is a huge, huge benefit that we're pushing forward in fast-moving consumer goods um, yeah, for, for blockchain use cases. Yeah. So we have the identity object plus identity plus data structure is a digital twin. Mm. I mentioned the machines. We're giving the blockchain identity to machines. And a couple of features, identity, uh, um, profit loss statement, but also, if you combine it with blockchain, can be Ethereum, can be a crypto chip and a remote node, can be IOTA. You can put data in a secure way out of the machine in terms of integrity, authenticity, and that's what we record in, uh, in digital twins. Yeah, why is this um, so important? Because today uh, we don't control our data. It's the Facebooks and the data, big data e-commerce players that are doing this. And we are pretty sure we need to provide something to the people who control the data, they have the biometric fingerprint, then they have the self-sovereign sub-identity, such as um, a social media sub-identity, two people meet, do a friendship transaction, give each other access to the individual digital twin data without any Facebook in between, that's kind of creeping the benefits of the data. But also when it comes to human-machine transactions, immobility, I have a driving behavior, I have a reputation, I have a track record, um, I have a driver license, I have an age more than 21 years, whatever it is, 
I can prove this. I can also do a proof in a privacy-preserving um, transaction. I can use one-time identities to avoid movement tracking. Then I do a transaction with a car mobility transaction. And then I have my uh, driving behavior. With my driving behavior, is a, a specific risk profile associated to this risk units of the driver. There's a risk profile associated with the, with the car in terms of brand, maintenance, this kind of things. This can be a compound identity, compound risk profile, and then we can do peer-to-peer -peer insurance yeah, with the insurance company to hedge off the risk of this individual um, compound identity. And this is all then built upon a decentralized encrypted layer. Um, yeah, combining a couple of, of technologies here. I think I mentioned um, one, most of them. It's not too difficult to build such a protocol. It's primarily about identity, an identity register, capturing metadata, and the metadata then describing the identity on the one hand side. And on the other hand, the metadata are also um, uh, steering the protocol execution in terms of our digital twin protocol, where you see here key data access management and encryption. So all these kind of operations are controlled by the metadata of the digital twin. Which means, for example, I have a high, high volume um, data stream from a wind farm, for example, it's a terabyte per day, or from a car, it's gigabyte per day. I do entire hashing of the entire data stream. I produce anchor hashes, and then the metadata, let's say an anchor hash, I have 100,000 data sets, 1 million data sets, I only produce one anchor hash. And then the protocol is basically telling, um, all the metadata of the identity space telling the protocol where to store the, the anchor hashes, can be Ethereum, Bitcoin, Hyperledger, whatever it is. Um, we probably, we most times do multiple blockchains because we don't know which of them survives. And if I would like to prove integrity of this entire high volume data stream, I can in 10 years take one data set, um, um, take it out of, out of the database, then compare to the anchor hash and prove that still data integrity, no one has tampered in the last 10 years with the data. That's a very, very, very basic and very important um, um, use case, the audit trail use case for, for industrial players that can be achieved with this. In addition, as I mentioned, so we're using secure multi-party computation for key management, and it's, a, it's also a peer-to-peer -peer network. We see it's a perfect combination because we de don't depend on a crypto chip or third party um, to manage the, the keys. Yo, um, combination of digital assets in a distributed database such as BigchainDB. We can also um, introduce um, role-based access control um, to provide write permissions, read permissions um, to ensure proper um, yeah, um, permission management um, for the data. Um, so what's the difference? So there are a lot of kind of data sources. Um, there's also the Ocean Protocol that's pushing forward uh, um, data exchange marketplace. Um, so it's also been uh, done with, with BigchainDB people. And what we are basically doing, we are providing Spherity, which is a, a data source for identity and digital twins, all the time delivering an audit trail to the sensor, to the telematics devices, to what, or even to humans. And um, so that's what we call a, a gold standard for data, because we would also like or only provide data with authenticity, integrity, and timestamp with a full data audit trail that has a higher value, and that's what we focus on. And um, yeah, this example can be connected to Ocean Protocol, but also to other platforms that are 
building on top of um, uh, identity and digital twin data. Um, privacy, for us, um, this is from the Cypherpunks manifesto, privacy and anonymous transaction system are an absolute necessary for an open society. And if it's even more important when the fourth industrial revolution comes in, everything is digitized, all this kind of machines, and um, yeah, the entire life is digitized. And for that reason, we have a couple of partnerships with strong cryptographer teams, especially one in Silicon Valley, one in, one in Tel Aviv, in Israel, to really further develop the crypt cryptographic primitives and to kind of adjust them to our protocol. And that's uh, one of the key um, values. Um, or the key capabilities that we have. And in addition, so we are also partnering with people such as in Dubai to really pilot this technology to bring it to the field because um, yeah, people such as in Dubai are very courageous to really move technology in the field to scale it uh, and to demonstrate the benefit. That's our um, R&D network. In terms of use cases, um, um, as I mentioned, we would like to drive adoptions with machines, and coming from the energy industry, for that reason we are doing a couple of projects for energy, but also mobility and supply chain. Um, mobility is at, at the intersection of energy with electric vehicle um, uh, trend. And supply chain we are primarily doing because this fast-moving consumer goods play with the secure QR codes, super cheap. Um, we look at the right point in the value chain to really drive adoption and put 100,000 million of objects of such a such technology, and that's the reason why we're also looking at fast-moving consumer goods. Um, energy, that's one of my preferred use cases. It's, um, so we're doing this with ClearWatts. It's a Dutch nearshore wind farm. So nearshore, it's basically, it's not offshore, it's not onshore, it's in the Eiselmeer. It's called nearshore in this case. And what we basically do, we get an audit trail of um, smart meter readings. And today it's an entire mess because the buyer of energy, the seller of renewable energy, the spot market, the, uh, the metering responsible party, third IQ and other players, they're all building big SAP and other ERP systems on top of individual smart meter data. And then they're sending um, invoices to each other, still have disputes. This is very inefficient. And what we're doing here, so we are we are doing this in line with the Dutch energy market um, design. It's very important, fully in line with regulatory requirements. And we are basically getting smart meter data from the metering responsible party. Then there's a specific role in the Netherlands that's called Cert IQ. They validate data anyway for renewable energy certificates, for example. They sign the data in our database. And then every player in the entire value chain has a full data audit trail to smart meter. And in the end, all these um, so-called power purchase agreements, PPAs, are pretty simple. It's P times Q. And here we can easily automate this and always go back to the root of the um, uh, smart meter data plus an audit trail. And that delivers a massive system efficiency in um, clearing and settlement of renewable, renewable energy data. Um, that's car paths, so we are basically connecting telematic boxes, doing digital tune of the cars, we are also using this um, high performance anchor hashing, um, so we, are, we introduced in the um, digital twin layers so-called crypto euro, so we are connecting this with an escrow account at a bank, and then we can have the crypto euro, can do database transactions that's pretty close to talk streaming that I introduced, because in the end we have this full 
data audit trail for physical transaction, bring a person from A to B, and at the same time you can stream digital token usage-based for usage-based insurance, for usage-based mobility um, to allow this transaction. And what's also very nice, because when it comes to an asset, there are a couple of roles, an owner, a user, so you can split, distinguish the roles. The user gets, for example, the GPS location data, but the owner of the car only gets the mileage for, um, no, uh, for, for billing purposes. So to also kind of split data and to, to um, support data privacy, uh, privacy preserving um, car sharing transaction, for example. Um, that's, that's what we do here. Last, last point, and here you probably also see the secure QR codes. Um, so we basically put, produce secure QR code. We have a provenance of the secure QR codes, put, put the creation of a batch of QR codes and the individual identities already in the blockchain. And then we have three, three intersections with supply chain, the QR code production. Then it's basically the tagging of a bottling in a bottling factory. So we tag this. We also include data about meter value readings and water quality data um, to have a full provenance of, in this case, a water bottle. And then we um, incentivize the customer to scan the product, and that's very important because um, it's nice to scan, to, 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 to label all the objects, but in the end, I would like to have interaction with the customer to get access to the customer to know which bottle was produced in a batch, so how long was it in the supply chain, where was it sold, was it uh, a bottle produced for market A and sold in market B? Is it grain markets, re-imports, all those kind of things? And this can be, you can achieve the entire transparency of supply chain at the point of sales as a brand, as a OEM, you don't have any insights into this. All the data is stuck, stuck with the um, retailers. But as a brand, if you take your objects and make the customer to scan it, then have a lot of super valuable insights in terms of supply chain. And in this example, or some similar examples, we're really going for three critical interfaces in a supply chain, retrofit them, put it on a blockchain without having dreaming the dream of yeah, putting any sensor on a blockchain. This is, of course, very nice and probably 10 years down the road, but it's not practical today. And for that reason, we focus on critical intersections and um, yeah, practical value in, in this kind of scenarios. Yeah, that's what we do with Swivity, an interoperable um, uh, identity and digital twin protocol. And we are focusing on driving adoption from the physical objects and machine side right now um, to demonstrate scalability with the off-the-beaten track um, blockchain technologies such as um, blockchain-file databases and secure multi-party computation. Thank you.